Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. Uh, Jim Kelly's off. He's taking a, an extended Father's Day break uh, with his dad in Mitchell, Ontario. He'll be back tomorrow. It's Taz and Devin Peacock here. Monday, June 18th, 2018. It's a scorcher out there, Dev. It's a humdinger. It's hot. Uh, 33 the high today, 43 with the humid X, and just walking across the street is enough to work up a sweat. Uh, did you see Boss Brad? He, parked, he, he parks around the corner in, in one of the, the uh, downtown outdoor lots, and he was dripping. He's like, I was outside for 25 seconds, and look at me. I'm a mess. It's, it's like a... Th- Maybe I'm being generous saying it's a three minute walk. It's it's nothing. Big kudos to all of those uh, people listening right now working outside. Make sure you stay hydrated. The health unit has uh, made some suggestions to deal with the heat today. Absolutely. Uh, so one of the suggestions is to sip not gulp your water. And I was looking it up a little bit to see just exactly why. I guess you can get a little, with. It, it's not drunk drunk, but you can get a little water drunk. And so there's a, that's, that's one explanation. I would say that's the health unit explanation. That's one explanation to offer why you should sip, not gulp, but limit your time outdoors. Uh, be mindful of children, the elderly, people who are a bit sick right now. You're more susceptible to the heat and the people who are uh, working out there. And if you're exercising, maybe just take the day off. Today's a perfect day to like just cheat and not exercise. You've got an excuse. Have maybe a cold beer on a patio, but be careful because when it's 33 degrees, feels like 43 degrees with the Humidex. Those things go down pretty easily. So if you are drinking alcohol, make sure you mix the water in there too. That's that's not from the health unit either. That's just a personal tip. I, I've I've learned uh, the error of my ways on that in the past. That's from the Taz department. That's right. You're out on the golf course and... Boy, these taste good. And then you realize, I haven't peed this entire round. (laughs) Something's going on. I may be dehydrated. And hey, too, if you see someone working near your house or your building, whatever, you have some extra water, just bring it to them because I'm sure they'll have. I don't know if I trust stranger water, Dev. No? Would you take water from a stranger? Depending on who the person is. Okay, you're you're more trusting than I am. Well, if they come, like if it's some. I'd rather faint. If they got a bunch of holes in their shirts, I'm not going to maybe take their water. Oh, what do you have about against people with holes in their shirts? Don't trust them. <laughs> Coming up on the show, we're going to talk World Cup. Ed the Sock, you remember him from the heyday of much music? He's going to be joining us. He's eyeing a bit of a comeback here. And uh, everyone's talking about uh, Phil Mickelson and his big faux pas at the U.S. Open on the weekend. The Tash Show Podcast. Wanna see you peacock? Yeah, time for sports. Peacock is here and we're talking U.S. Open. Congratulations to the winner of the tournament. And what a finish by Brooks Kepka. Back-to-back United States Open's phenomenal. And a hug for his father, Bob. What a player. What a Father's Day for Bob, too. <laughs> Bob Kepka. Uh, pretty impressive, though. It's it's the only the sixth time I think it's happened. Hasn't happened since Curtis Strange, who was doing uh, color commentary over the weekend uh, for the U.S. Open. He did it back in uh, 1989 was when he repeated. Uh, but it's only happened five or six times, so it's extremely rare. And um, 
you know, all the credit to Brooks Kepka because it was like one of the hardest weekends of golf with everyone just over par and like good golfers like 10 over par. Tiger Woods missed the cut and he was 10 over par on Friday, I think it was. And people were just, it was, it, it, I don't know, is that is that fun for people to watch? Bad golf? Yeah. Like to <laughs> see world-class golfers golfing like us? Yes, yeah, I I do appreciate it because it makes them seem human, right? And it makes you feel better about your golf game <laughs> when you see these guys who are the best in the world and they're having to write down 10 on a scorecard like Phil Mickelson did. Oh. This is what everyone was talking about. So Phil got frustrated. He uh, took a putt and he hit it too hard. And instead of letting the ball roll and end up wherever it was going to end up, he chased after it. And he hit the ball again before it stopped moving. This for bogey a moment ago at 13. Oh, his speed has been terrible. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. I, I, that That's stunning. I, the look on your face, Curtis Strange, when I just looked at you, and I mean, we didn't know that was coming. That was uh, that was jarring. I, I've <laughs> never seen anything like that from a world-class player in my life. Um, look at Pete looking at him. Andrew Johnston's looking at him like, what was that? And I know right now, looking at him, he's he's probably saying, what what in the world did I just do? Uh, he's putted bad enough that I think he just snapped at how bad his speed was on that putt. He just snapped. Apparently, the worst thing you can do if you're a golfer is hit the ball when it's still moving. They were talking as if he just, like, stabbed someone on the green. I, I feel like like Phil Mickelson could murder a guy now, and he'd still be known as the golfer <laughs> who hit the ball when it was still moving. So Saturday was his birthday as well. So imagine having that on your birthday. He apparently said after the after Saturday, he's wanted to do it multiple times in the past. It's just something he's always wanted to do. And he just finally did it. Here, uh, here is Mickelson talking about his faux pas. I know what the rule is. It's two-shot penalty hitting a moving ball. The ball was going to go off in a bad spot. I didn't feel like going, you know, continuing my uh, uh, display. And uh, I took gladly take the two-shot penalty and move on. I don't, uh, I don't mean it disrespectful. If you're taking it that way, that's, uh, that's not on me. I mean, I... I I'm sorry that you're taking it that way. It's certainly not meant that way, but uh, uh, sometimes in this in these uh, situations, it's just uh, it's just easier to take the two shots and move on. How dare you sully the good name of <laughs> golf by hitting the ball while it's still moving, Phil Mickelson? They were so angry they were calling him Philip. Philip, Q Mickelson. <laughs> we know you murdered that guy, but we'll let that slide. You don't hit the ball while it's still moving. Yeah, so he ended up with a 10 on a par 4, and I like that. 81 overall on the day. Oh, happy birthday, Phil. That was uh, that was jarring. I, I've <laughs> never seen anything like that from a world-class player in my life. The Tash Show Podcast. Jim, this is very exciting for me as a uh, fan of much music back in the day, someone who grew up watching City TV. One of my all-time favorite personalities is on the phone with us. You recognize this voice? Hello? Uh, Hello? Love it. recognizes it unless he lived under a rock for years. <laughs> Ed the Sock, everybody! It's entirely possible he lived under a rock. You guys do morning radio, and I don't know how the hell you guys get up. I guess you can't stand the sun. <laughs> Jim lived under a hay bale, actually. He's from Mitchell, Ontario. Have you heard of Mitchell, Ed? 
Oh, thank God I hadn't until now. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I may have lived under a bail, but every uh, Christmas break, I would watch Fromage, uh, whatever year it was, like at least three times every Christmas break. I loved it so much. Well, thank you very much. Considering that they had nothing else to play, I'm not surprised you were able to watch it three times. <laughs> Fromage, where Ed the Sock would review the, the year's worst music videos, and there was a lot of them back in the day. Well, to be honest with you, what we would review was the videos that got the most airplay because they were from the most popular artists, but they still had elements of them that sucked. There's no point making fun of videos by people who didn't have any budget to do anything. It was always making fun of people who had the money but still did stupid things. But that was then, and we do hope to bring back Fromage because lots of people loved it. But uh, in order to do that, we've got to launch our brand-new network, FUN, the FU Network. Yeah, tell us about this, Ed. You're working on your own, uh, not television network, but it's an online comedy network, right? Well, it's an online network. Everything will be at least amusing. It isn't all comedy. There'll be politics. There'll be uh, current affairs. There's music. There's pop culture. And basically what we're doing is much music died. It's dead. It's like weekended Bernie's, but like even more ripe. It's gone. But everybody misses that, that type of programming, which was immediate and honest, and it looked like it was unrehearsed because it absolutely was. People <laughs> miss that stuff where you're discovering it the same time the person who's doing it is discovering it. Everybody misses that kind of uh, content. And so we're going to revive the spirit of classic much music. TV now is out of people's reach. It's stuff you watch, but there's isn't stuff that speaks to you or reflects you or is fun or would ever do a tree toss. Can you imagine CTV doing a tree toss? No, I can't imagine that. <laughs> oh, we so, know what it's like here. We, we have ideas, uh, stuff we want to do, Ed, and we, it's always the same answer. we got to ask the lawyers. Oh, yeah, we don't have any lawyers. <laughs> we have no lawyers whatsoever. We're just taking it. We're just ho hoping to stay one step ahead of everybody else. Yeah, this is a, it's a big liability, the FU network, and that's why you need a little bit of funding. You're asking people to to support you as you get ready to uh, launch and get things going here. Well, we got about a dozen new shows that are going to start uh, this month and uh, in July, and people can find some of the previews right now. FUNetwork.tv. So we're bringing back the fun. We want people to have it, to enjoy the content again, and also stuff that isn't stupid, stuff that isn't angry all the time and yelling at each other and or, or just plain stupid and insulting your intelligence. In order to bring this back for the people, the people have to step forward and have to help us do this together with a crowdfunder. We're, we're reaching across Canada and saying we need to bring back this part of our heritage, but we need everybody to step up because there's no FU without you. Today, we're launching the... Uh, Ed the Sox 30-day Indiegogo telethon. Every day there will be new videos available on Indiegogo. Uh, if you go to FUNetwork.tv, you can find the address. Every day, new videos. There will be a telethon. We're going to have guests come in, some musical performances. Every day, something new on the telethon as we raise money day by day to make this a reality. You got a good team with you, Ed? you have any of your uh, cronies from the Much Music Days helping you out with this? Well, uh, Rick Campanelli is doing a show with me called Gen Pop. It's about uh, pop culture, because, of course, no one knows that better than Rick. He spent 22 years talking to those idiots in the entertainment business. <laughs> um, and God, you know, God help his soul. But uh, Rick is bringing that knowledge and those contacts. And uh, he and I are kind of a yin and yang. Uh, sorry, is that cultural appropriation? 
for me to say that? Can I, I don't know. It's a touchy subject nowadays. We were just gonna we were just gonna move right past it and hope no one noticed. But thank you for pointing it out, Ed. Uh, listen, I still don't know if people can use chopsticks without being accused of cultural appropriation <laughs> anymore. But uh, yeah, so Rick is there. Uh, we're gonna have a portal to uh, Strombo's uh, content that he's doing. He's doing a a series of concerts with big names in his house. How, and he lets the public in. I, Have I, you been invited to any of those, Ed? I, I've been waiting for Strombo to, to ask Taz and Jim to come to one of those. Oh, you, you don't even need an invitation. You just show up. I don't think he's got any, any uh, ability to screen people at all. I'm sure he has no silverware left. <laughs> well, right on, man. Uh, it is. You're right. It's part of our heritage. I grew up on this stuff. I used to watch uh, Ed's Night Party waiting for the, uh, the blue movies to come on city TV. I'm glad that I was sort of a pause while you got your lotion together. That's right. And a couple other socks nearby. Just to- <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about that. Um, By the way, I, just, I thought I should tell you, on your website... It's kind of weird, Tess. Jim is, like, larger than you and in the background. I know. We brought that up. Jim is like a giant head lurking over my shoulder. He's like, like the he's like the sun on the Teletubbies. Yeah, he's, he's like the spectral appearance over your shoulder. Like, you're not even sort of looking at him. So yeah. It's like, you're not even sure he's there. It's like Yoda on a Star Wars poster where he's, like, off in the distance. Yeah, if, if Yoda wasn't as smart as he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would be like that. But... I, I mean, could they? Could the people doing the website not make you guys, you know, roughly the same size? I thought I could be wrong. Is Jim some kind of Goliath, <laughs> <laughs> or am I just a tiny person? You know, I didn't think about that either because your personality is so large. Ah, oh, thank okay. you. So people have to go go to fu.network.tv. We need to bring back the spirit of classic much music, and to do that, give us a few bucks. It doesn't have to be a giant amount of money, but there are special prizes. Uh, at various levels of contributions, including uh, DVDs of the original Fromage programs, which you will not get online anymore, and uh, for the first time ever, Ed the Sock Socks. Whoa! <laughs> That's the first time ever? That seems like that would have been a given back uh, back to do that tie-in years ago, Ed. I know, but we're in Canadian media. It takes us a little while. <laughs> but yes, Ed the Sock Socks, for the first time ever, will be available for people who donate uh, at a certain level, but it's not donation. It's an investment in our future as Canadians with some heritage, with some media that reflects who we are and how we really talk and how we really think. Because after all, everyone knows, I always say what people are thinking, but people don't feel like they can say themselves. Oh, we missed you, Ed the Sock. Good to hear your voice again. We look forward to the FU Network being a big success. Hey, anytime I'm in London, I'd love to come by and be in the studio with you just to see if the size disparity is actually real. (laughs) (laughs) Jim is like a massive growth coming out of my shoulder. (laughs) Well, it's a pretty articulated growth. Uh, Thanks, Ed. Thanks, guys. All right. Talk to you soon. The Tash Show Podcast. I uh, I went with Boss Brad yesterday to the German club to watch some uh, football. Some World Cup action. I I ran into Juan the Colombian on uh, Saturday. He mentioned you guys were going down. Yeah, so it was. we had fun. Um, some great German beer. Had a schnitzel. Delicious. The food. The atmosphere. Dynamite. Unfortunately... Germany, the favorite in this World Cup, the current champions, they lost to Mexico. And you know what was nuts? 
German club. Everyone, it's a sea of German colors. Right? Well, it's the Bl- German club. Black, yellow, and and uh, and red. red. Yep. And the white, the, the the white new jerseys look very nice. A lot of those kicking around. Um, a Mexican family came in <laughs> to watch the game. Like a, a husband, wife, uh, two kids draped in Mexican flags. Everyone kind of gave them the eye when they first came in, but it was cool because whatever. It's not like Mexico is going to beat Germany, right? They're going to lose, so who cares? <laughs> they went and sat about five tables away from us. And when Mexico scored that goal, the dad stood up and started screaming like he had just won the lottery, smashing the table. Woo! Yeah! Woo! And I was seriously concerned for his safety. <laughs> I don't know why. Why would you go to the German club? To, like, Well, it's a great atmosphere. You're going to troll a little bit? I you're mean. around other people who enjoy soccer right and it german club is down on cove road and they have the great soccer fields there so a lot of people who aren't german play soccer down there they've been to the club but yeah i don't know why you'd you are trolling if you're going full-on mexican flag as a cape with your kids in their mexico jerseys (laughs) you know like there's no question what team the mexican family was cheering for (laughs) i just that's brave. I, brave or stupid or well, a bit of both? It was, it, I think, I don't think they expected to win either because they left at halftime, <laughs> which was probably a pretty smart decision. Um, we got to check in with Butler. Russia 2018 World Cup on our World Cup expert. He's British. His name is Butler. He's actually in England right now and he joins us on the phone. Butler, we had to get your reaction. What did you think of the big upset, Mexico beating Germany yesterday? Well, I was about three or four beers in, actually, and I slept through the... Uh, I've been for a five-mile hike, and I slept through most of it. But I saw the important part, and uh, I think Mexico played... They, they totally deserved it. Like I don't think Germany could... Uh, they couldn't deal with them. Yeah, Mexico, from the start of the game, they were all over the Germans. I thought once Mexico scored that it would wake a sleeping giant, but it, it really didn't. That's exactly what I thought. I, I, I predicted a two-one. I thought the Germans would come back in the second half and make make adjustments, but they didn't. Like Mexico, you know, they went hell for leather. They didn't. They didn't hold back. They played aggressively, and I, I think it's great. I think it's great for North American football, really. It's hilarious. Uh, there is uh, so much celebrating in Mexico City uh, when that goal was scored. It set off earthquake uh, sensors. So they thought there was an earthquake because everyone was jumping up and down when Mexico scored that goal. Like that's game one. Can you imagine if they actually won the final? (laughs) It's not not unbelievable. There'll be a tsunami. Yeah. Where was Mexico coming into the tournament? Where were they seated? They're always up there. They're always in contention. But you know, you probably figure they'll they'll go out in the second round or make it a couple of rounds in the in the playoffs and get knocked out. But you know, they've got some decent talent there. Like we see a lot of it in the MLS. And there's lots of Mexican players across the world, but they really put it together yesterday. It was quite a shock. Germany's got kind of a, a younger team. They've had a bit of a roster turnover. Mexico, though, they've been pretty established. Is that one of the reasons maybe Mexico was able to establish themselves, Germany couldn't? I think so. Like The, the, the one guy who came out as a sub, Marquez, I think they said he was like 36. It was his fifth World Cup. He's actually retired from professional football. And this is kind of his swan song. So, yeah, they're more established uh, players, an older team. But, you know, they started 
uh, fading at the end. I thought the Germans might put one past them, but uh, they, you know, they've got a youthful team. The Germans, there's always never write them off. I still think they'll win it all. What else surprised you on the weekend, if anything? I, think I was driving through the Argentina game, so Messi missing his penalty was a bit of a shock. Uh, you know, again, Iceland, they, they're a team who plays without fear. They don't care about anybody. They've got nothing to lose. I think they got a point, didn't they? They got a point out of, uh, yeah, they got a point out of Argentina. Iceland did, yeah. Iceland got a point, yeah. and then there was Brazil, and Switzerland also was a tie. Well, yeah, Iceland played without fear. I thought the Swiss were fantastic yesterday. You know, apart, everybody thought, you know, first goal, it was going to be a, a whitewash, but the uh, that Barami, the place for Switzerland, he, he had uh, Neymar's number the whole game. Where are you going to be uh, watching gonna, the England game today? I'll be in my brother's house or one of the, one of the lazy boys. Uh, either that or a pub. I haven't decided yet. So uh, I, My young nephew wants to watch the game anyway, so it's probably going to be me and him watching it together. Well, hopefully they win because, I mean, you're in England. So. Well, if they don't, <laughs> it's going to be yeah, the serious consequences. I, I think I don't think we're in trouble today. I, I think we'll qualify quite comfortably. Uh, like I said, I've got to go to the semifinals, but we'll see. Thanks, Butler. We'll check back in with you. Appreciate your time. No problem, guys. Nice talking to you. The Tash Show Podcast.